This is Masha Slamovich from Marvelous Pro Wrestling, and you're listening to Smack It Down. This podcast may not be suitable for all listeners. May cause tongue bumps, canker sores, diaper rash, flatulence, incest, bedwetting, crabs, explosive diarrhea, bloody farts, anal warts, elephantitis, I don't know, painful urination, maybe even gender reassignment, and your dick may shrivel up. Listener discretion is advised. Australian Wrestling Podcast. I'm your now sober host, Corey Gold, and I'm joined by my co-host, Fruity is Alex. How you doing, man? Uh, it's taken a while, but I think I finally sobered up. <laughs> we don't want that. We don't uh, want sober, Corey. Come on. Jesus, been a bad influence on me already. <laughs> the old Corey would have had six beers by now and I've just had a measly two. <laughs> oh shit, so what have you been up to since we last spoke? Uh, I think first up we should acknowledge that Jay is not here because he's working and despite this being his idea to record tonight. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? And then he, I don't know, he had a shift change or something, but yeah, so it's just you and me tonight. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Fingers crossed, yep. unless you somehow miraculously get six drinks into your system in the next five minutes. We I should mean, be would... safe from going off the rails tonight. I wouldn't put it past me, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, without Jay, though, I don't have anyone else to egg me on or talk about Shibata. Oh, man. <laughs> I guess we might as well quickly get it out of the way. Shibata showed up. Wow. He was on AEW. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, Orange, Orange Cassidy maintained his All Atlantic Championship in another triple threat match. Yeah. Because Phoenix refuses to use the the little hammer that they use to ring the bell, despite Pack egging him onto. So I guess that's going to be a little thing going forward. Yep. I guess, yeah. But uh, how long are they going to milk Pack versus Orange Cassidy for, too, I guess? I never want to say it again. <laughs> I, I, I need another two-year break, at least. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, gosh. So, I reckon Shibata was the fourth most interesting surprise appearance on Dynamite this week. Yeah. I mean, I guess people start, the general audience is starting to know who he is. Yeah. Unless you like a... Res- a- the biggest, you know, wrestling nerd, okay? But uh, you're not really <laughs> going to know too much about him, I guess. It's like, nah, okay, but... he's this badass Japanese dude. Okay, that's pretty cool, I guess. But, I mean, Jeff Jarrett, Colt Cabana, and even Rick Ross easily overshadowed Shibata showing up. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Rick Ross is definitely the person with the most mainstream appeal. 
Yeah. That was definitely, yeah. And, and even there, like, he wasn't the focus point either. He was just there to help progress the story, which is how you should use, you know, you know, outside celebrities. Yeah, it worked well. Like, he was helping get them over instead of, like, yeah, when WWE would have guest hosts and yeah. they'd use the wrestlers to get the guest host over. Yeah, like, that's not what, yeah, that's not how it's supposed to work. No. Yeah, because what does that person do next week when the you know the celebrity's not there? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I thought that was really well done. Fuck, we're already diving straight into this, aren't we? Yeah, this is, it's good. Compared <laughs> to last week. <laughs> Fuck, did we even talk about any wrestling? Jesus, I don't. Don't ask me. Yeah, no. Do you even know that we've recorded a podcast? Jesus. I didn't. <laughs> That's what happens when you ask me to record on a Friday. <laughs> I'm normally a six pack deep, and I'm yeah, just you're just lucky I decided to stay in that week. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I guess also back to it though. Yeah, the use of celebrities, and now we've got also I'm optimistic about where this Jeff Jarrett angle is going. I don't know yeah. why I am, but I am. <laughs> I mean, if this results in some form of TNA faction in AEW, I'm pretty happy with it. Because they got the guys to do it. Yeah, but then, like, they've got Satnam Singh. They've got Sanjay Dutt as well, you know, not the biggest impact. When I think of impact, like, they're not really the first people I think of. No, but they've got other guys on the roster they can bring in to make a TNA stable. Yeah, then they've got the TNA stable, then they've got, what, the Ring of Honor, you know, sporadically in and out there. Yeah. Yeah, they just kind of need to condense the Ring of Honor shit into, like, one segment a show, almost. The Ring of Honor shit needs to have its own show. That's their biggest problem at the moment. Yeah. Cause yes. Because of the Ring of Honor stuff, I feel like titles like the TNT title are just forgotten now. Yeah, especially like when Wardlow's like one of your main like key parts of this company going forward. Like he needs to be looked after and given like, you know, something of relevance to do every week. Yeah. And I mean it was it was a good up. sign that they closed the show with Wardlow and Hobbs. Mm. But I'm looking but forward to it. Just cuz they yeah. did that. Just because they did that it doesn't mean that that title had had any spotlight on it in previous months. Like when Derby held that title, it was in the main event, like almost every week. Yeah. And like, that's where, you know, you should have your open challenges. Like how Mox, you know, basically has an open challenge every week, which kind of defeats the purpose of rankings. Or what about like Cody's first run when he was doing all those open challenges yeah. Which basically yeah. led to Ricky Starks and Eddie Kingston. I, and... I didn't mind that because, you know, they needed to expand their roster and it helped separate, you know, that title from the world title. Yeah, like Cody's first run was great. Darby's run was great. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a sentimental Darby. attachment to Brody Lee's run, but it yeah. wasn't that long. Nah, Mir- and it was back to Cody again anyway. Miro's run, people are going to look back with rose-coloured glasses and be like, it was good. But 
it's sort of got overshadowed too. It was treated very similar to how Wardlow's run is being treated right now. Yeah. And I, I don't know, they, they probably called his reign off too early, Miro's. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps not the right person to drop it to. Like, at least he should have at least gotten one win over Sammy first, I think. Yeah. And then, you know, kind yeah. of have Sammy really try and rise to the occasion somehow, you yeah. know, but like just milk it a little bit. And as much as Cody really helped build that title, Cody really helped fucking destroy it when yeah, him, it, and, him and Sammy went back and forth with that belt for a while and then... Uh, then Sammy and Scorpio went back and forth with it for a while. Yeah, and then you just like it just felt like when they gave it back to Cody, it's like they ran out of ideas on what to do with it. Yeah, and then it's like okay, look, let's have him play hot potato for a little bit, and then okay, he can have a run. Oh no, we're gonna play hot potato again. Yeah, and then now he's gonna drop. You're like okay, it's back. It's on Wardlow now. Wardlow's an important person. Okay, maybe now they're gonna bring some prestige and relevance back to it but they haven't as of yet yeah i think the reason why you look back on miro's reign with rose colored glasses is because of his match with eddie kingston yeah and also his promos during that time too talking about being god's favorite champion yeah that was so great i give eddie kingston a run with this belt Eddie's perfect for this belt. Um, yeah. Eddie would be perfect for a Ring of Honor title run or a pure title run or something like that. Yeah, just give him something along the... Yeah. Even, like, his Mad King gimmick had potential, you know? Yeah, yeah. And him and him and the Lucha, Bro, this Lucha Bros together... So much better than Death Triangle. Yeah, it just it just feels so much more natural. Yeah. Like the but Death Triangle thing, oh, I'm just so over it, man. Oh. Maybe that's what, you know, this little thing here is it's them going their separate ways now. What maybe that's what this is leading to. Yeah. I'm hoping so. Yeah, but, but then oh, it feels you... like we've been here before though, because like the Lucha Bros did leave Puck initially to join up with Eddie Kingston. That was just during COVID, so you kind of give it a pass. Yeah. But, like, they did do an angle and everything, and then Puck finally comes back and they do an angle of, like, teasing tension again, but then the Lucha Bros got back with Puck. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, I'd rather just see these, all three of them just split up and do their own thing. Like... I would love to see Penta and Phoenix get their own single singles runs. Yeah, I would also like to maybe see how this sparks off is give me even even just give me a lights out match between Puck and Eddie Kingston. I feel like we never got a proper conclusion to that, did we? Exactly. Like just have them build up and say, you know, have Puck constantly telling Eddie to watch his temper. And, like, have that, you know, be super ironic and have them play off of that. Like, just... Uh, they would have such a good promo battle, too. You could have the Lucha Bros getting caught in the middle. You can have Puck what? going off at Ray for, you know, not doing what it takes to win. And, you know, 
I think well, he could just be like the mediator. What if Phoenix joins up with Eddie and Penta joins up with Puck? Because yeah. Phoenix is a much better baby face and Penta's a much better heel. Yeah. So you could do that. But then I can also see Phoenix being like, hey, Eddie, like you've always said, like, Penta is your best friend and you've always treated me like second best. I can also see that being kind of conflicting. Yeah, yeah. You, so maybe they can try be... and drive a wedge there somehow, I don't know. Yeah, that could be another thing too. Also, maybe you can just... If Penta's going to be a heel, he needs to ditch Alex Apprehenters. Oh, big time. Big time. Don't get me wrong, like, it was good. It's been good for a time, but like I think he just needs to go back to commentary or manage another Spanish person. After their tag title run... It was done. There yeah. was no need for him anymore. Yeah, and like, like Penta it was can... good during the title run. Yeah. But, yeah. And, like, Penta and Ray, they can speak decent enough English on their own. Like, they don't need a manager. They barely need to speak. Yeah. They just need to chuck in their, Catch their little catchphrases and you're done. A couple of sentences here and there and that's enough. Like, let their, let their aura, like, just their... Let them be visual storytellers. Yeah. As much as I am heavily a promo guy, there are also wrestlers out there that don't need to cut a long-ass promo. They Mm. can just let their cool-ass look and their cool-ass moves do the talking for them. Maybe give, like, Alex Apprehensis to Andrade and he can get rid of his other assistant, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't add anything to it. And at least you know Alex can do the talking for Andrade. He sounds like he has a bag of marbles in his mouth every time he speaks. Yeah, <laughs> true. Uh, and true. you're just like, bro, like I know you can speak English. Like, why are you making it look so difficult? <laughs> like, if you were still learning, okay, fair enough, I would forgive it. But like, bro, like we know you can speak decent enough English. Why are you laying on such a thick accent? it's just it's just so painful and like you can see even then have have andrade just speak spanish and then have alex apprehensive andrade says and then have him say all the heel shit they should have just said fuck the cancellations and brought rick flair in as andrade's Uh manager rick flair (sighs) would have worked for andrade yeah, yeah, that would have been, yeah. You mean, just so erratic, you would have Andrade just being cool, calm, and collected, and just have Ric Flair running around kicking and screaming about how great he is. Yeah, yeah, throwing his shoes into the crowd. Yeah, it could have been fun. Give me a, him and Jay Lethal having their woo-off part two. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh. Yeah, the possi- like that's just 30 seconds of us thinking, but I, I can understand why they're not going to hire Rick Flair. <laughs> he's very problematic. He's yeah. old as fuck. Just let him enjoy retirement, and you know he's going to try and, and he's going to be in Tony's here. Let me have a one match, one oh, AEW match. For sure. He'd be like, he's me. Like, fuck off. No, Rick. He would have been lobbying to wrestle Kenny Omega. Yeah, and like Kenny's like, no, I if I wrestle you, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. You take one wing, you take one one-winged angel, and you're in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, fuck. Could Ric Flair 
even get up for that. Jesus. He would, but GC would make it so difficult and he would not be well balanced. <laughs> that might be a situation where they might have to do it with Ric Flair standing on the second rope. Yeah. Uh, and just something like he's already on the top rope. Kenny just has to climb in behind him. Yeah. And say, all right. And just, he just literally just pushed, gives him a gentle nudge and Rick just has to fall forward. Yeah. Even like Kenny, like, like you feel like he's still critical enough about his matches. Like he's not in DDT anymore. He's not going to do dumb shit like that. Hey, th- this, that would be like his modern day equivalent to him wrestling a doll. Yeah. Like, like, I'm sure he could pull it out of his ass if he wanted to, but, like, I I feel like he's, like, I don't need to do this. Like, I've got better things to do. Like, he's got this, you know, the um little snippets of the Elite and Kenny throughout the broadcast. Yeah, getting dusted by Thanos. Yeah, literally just getting that little click kind of noise, and it's just, oh, no, and they've been replaced. I'm interested to see where that goes. Yeah, it's... Uh... I'm very wait and see on that because at this point in time, I'm not sure if this is a promo for the elite or against the elite. That's Perhaps... good though because it's one of the few things in AEW that's not predictable right now. Yeah. Like more yeah, of that. Like, we're not sure this... where it's going. Because it could just as easily be a promo like hyping up the return of the elite as much as it could be a promo hyping up like someone kayfabe-wise backstage has tried to get rid of the elite. Well, to be fair, we have also seen a return promo or vignette for the House of Black. Yeah, yeah. It's um two very different vignettes. Uh, one I, would love to one see, I know, consider good, and the other I thought was corny as shit. But... Yeah, which is kind of their style at the moment of just that yeah super dark brooding oh they're dead you think they're dead how do you give up so soon and blah blah okay like we get it. they're coming back soon yeah and exactly why were, were Brody King and Buddy Matthews dead like I, mean, I get we... the storyline or the rumoured reasons for why Malachi was but Buddy was on Buddy and Brody like wrestled a Grand Slam yeah, like, and then maybe, yeah, they lost and went away for a bit, like, okay. But like, they, that was never really explained. Like, they could have just had a problem, like, oh, we're going to go look our wounds. When we come back, we'll be, you know, better for it and blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, sweet, see you in three to four months. A, a better thing would have been, like, a few weeks of vignettes of Buddy, Julia, and Brody trying to find Malachi. Yeah, maybe this, yeah, like, they do that exact same vignette, but just don't have those other two guys dead. Yeah. Just have them by Julia's side being like they're waiting for their master to you know, come back from the dead or whatever or something, you know? Yeah. Like, I think it would have been cool if it was like, like what we saw today, uh, yesterday, was like the culmination of a few weeks of vignettes. Like the mm. first week they all get together, the second week they all start their journey Third week, they go through some spooky shit trying to find Malachi. And yeah, the fourth like week some they Darby Allen-style, you know, video packages or whatever. Yeah, just... I think they just need to tone down the, the, the hokey shit with the House of Black. Like, they can still teleport. Yeah. They can still do the mist. They can still have the eerie 
presence, but just like no supernatural shit. Like just have them like in everyday, you know, places. Like they don't have to feel otherworldly. Like they can just live in a rundown house or whatever, and have that be spooky enough. And like if you go near them, they'll kick your ass. It's proven in AEW the spooky shit doesn't work. Yeah. Like, you can still have, like, this cult-like satanic, you know, gimmick, but just tone it down and just put some realism in it. He needs to be less, like, less Undertaker and more Raven. Yeah, just stop being so damn cryptic all the time, Malachi. Like, I don't have time to go and research all this bullshit you're spouting. Yeah, he, he can just be dark without being spooky. Like, yeah, him, like, like basically... The House of Black could easily have just been a modernized version of like Raven and his flock if they did yeah. it correctly. If they yeah. got rid of the spooky shit. Well, maybe like you know, hopefully this is a clean slate for them, and they, you know, Tony sits down and he says like, okay, this is what's working, this is what's not working. Let's try and do this going forward, and uh, yeah. There's been about a year of Malachi now, and he's still. And it's just, still the same shit. So just I don't doing think his he Bray, just it. doing his best Bray Wyatt impression, you know? Yeah, like even Bray Wyatt's promos are more fucking coherent these days. Yeah, but, I mean, he like I think Malachi's sole thing is like he's a man possessed. I guess by the, by the devil, and like, yeah, sure you can play off of that, but like, just only do it sparingly. Explain it. Yeah, like, just go, like, have a sit-down interview with Tony Khan and say, like, Malachi, what the fuck is it with you? Why are you, why are you like this? Like, please and explain. Tell us why these people have joined him. Yeah. <laughs> don't even know that. Say, so, like, you've been here for a year. We're, we're still, we still can't figure you out. Like, just tell us, all right? And then, yeah, just give him a clean slate. Yeah. And just have them be open and honest and say, you know, this is what we're about. We aim to expose people for who they really are. Yeah. I think like, a lot of their gimmick is we have to figure it out ourselves. Which is the yeah. problem with a lot of characters like Dan Housen. And I guess Orange Cassidy works just because he's so simple, but just but so there many There was characters... also a long period of we had to try to work it out ourselves with Orange yeah. Cassidy. Like, yeah, what is he and how is he getting used and shit? You know, like, I know they don't want to do sports entertainment stuff, but, like, just a couple of, like, vignettes explaining it. You know, it doesn't have to be hokey. It doesn't have to be corny. Like, just give it to us in black and white. AEW would benefit a lot from vignettes. And yeah. they don't do enough of them. I know it's, it's probably the wrong... sports entertainment you know, like, the wrong week to complain about it because... We're literally dissecting two vignettes that happened on Dynamite, but it's yeah. definitely, um, it's definitely a rarity in AEW. Yeah, like they just need like because a lot of the time they just it's like yes, people want to see people fight. You want to see guys fighting in the ring. Like that's the main reason you watch AEWs because you're sick of all the talking and all the soap opera shit a lot of the time. But some you need it for subcontexts sometimes. Yeah, well, we're now at a point where I feel like they are starting to do a bit more sports entertaining stuff. Like yeah. you look, you look at Billy Gunn's birthday segment, which I thought yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, I um, did. Yeah, I, I love what like the acclaimed and Swerve storyline is probably the best thing in 
AEW at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and even then, like you don't need to like they didn't they didn't need the vignette. Like it was good enough without it, but it's better with it. Yeah, and like the whole thing with Billy Gunn getting kidnapped and getting his fingers broken, like that segment was fantastic. Yeah, it advances. It's not the focus of the storyline, but it helps advance it. The problem was I was watching it on my phone and I was watching it outside. So, you know, when you're watching on your phone outside and it's a sunny day. Yeah, I could have sworn that he had actual scissors in his hands. And then I saw <laughs> Billy Gunn screaming. Yeah. And I was like, did he just chop his fingers off? I thought for sure he'd cut off his fingers, but no, it was pliers. He crushed his fingers. He didn't chop them off. He just he just mangled them because he knew that, you know, which makes sense, you know, if you go too far, he'd probably get sued. Like, in like you want some sense of realism to the story. You want to hurt, hurt him, but you want to be able to rub his face in it afterwards. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for a storyline, Mick Foley would have had his finger taken off. Yeah, but then, like, Mick had you explain it being back it. on later? Like, he, he's sure, even <laughs> no, Mick Foley would have legit said, We'll surgically remove a finger for the sake of a storyline. And then you can just reattach it after. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe Mick Foley back in his heyday. Maybe, but like, not now. No, not now, but like, yeah. prime Mick Foley, he would have happily have lived the rest of his life with. Oh, fucking nine fingers. Yeah, they would have said, can we just take off, like, you pick which finger, we'll take off your, like, pinky finger or something, let's say. Yeah. But weird, interesting fact I remember, I heard, if you cut off someone's pinky finger, like, you know, do it safely so they don't get hurt or whatever, like, apparently you, you lose half your grip strength in your hand. Shit. From just getting your pinky removed. Because think about it. Try and just grab something with three fi- with your, your three th- fingers without your pinky, and just yeah, you just you notice it straight away. Like it's just not quite as in, like balance wise yep. even too. <laughs> yeah, I just did it. Yeah. Yeah, like just it's it's one of those weird things you don't think about. No. Until you actually have to do it. Yeah. But I guess to really just come full circle for a second, I want to see. A the elite versus the House of Black um, storyline. It doesn't have to have the belts. Maybe it could eventually, but I don't. It could be good enough without it. Because like uh, they're such I'm easy targets. I'm starting to wonder if it's going to be that, or if it's going to be the elite versus Death Triangle, which they kind of teased in that. Yeah, I, in they that could do vignette. both. I feel like I feel like they could do both. At the and same then time. the other thing is that's kind of subtly been hinted at is the imminent return of Adam Cole and the yeah. fact that the kingdom have been using Adam Cole's old Ring of Honor theme. Yeah, I can see that also. That could Adam be Cole thing. being the former leader of the kingdom, Adam Cole needs two new teammates. Well, what about what's Kyle O'Reilly doing? Well, the rumour is that there's a possibility he might not come back. Ah. Like, it might be career-ending. But then even then, like, Cole and the Kingdom versus 
the the elite. It's not as it's not, it's not quite as, the same. Yeah. No, because no, the whole thing about you know Adam Cole and Red Dragon versus the Elite was this was the Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah, exactly. Like this is what started and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now if you think... do the Kingdom versus the Elite, it's like oh, this is an this Ring is a B, B show fucking house show main event from Ring of Honor in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe he just has to start afresh. Like, there's enough NXT guys over there where he can just pick two other people who maybe have some sort of vendetta against the elite. Like, maybe, like, just Miro and someone else, I feel like, would be enough. Uh, Miro doing anything would be nice. Yeah, like, I think, like, people are just so sick of Miro doing nothing. Like, yes, let, let's just throw him and Adam Cole... And who else is on, like, an NXT or WWE guy in there that's not doing much? That's probably sick of the elites shit. Maybe, uh, I guess, Ricky Starks, because he's not doing anything at the moment. I mean, sure, why not? (laughs) I'm just spitballing, like, I feel like he's better off doing his own thing. But, like, if you, like, third person can be almost anyone. Yeah, that's wrestled in NXT that is now in AEW, they can say, like, we're sick of your shit. I mean, Sean Spears would work in a stable like that. Speaking of that, like, they brought him back in Canada, like, when they went to Canada. Yeah. He got he got a big pop, and you thought, okay, this is cool. They're, they're reforming the pinnacle without MJF. Like, yeah, like, Sean Spears this. has gone back to the 10 thing. Yeah. Like, and you're like, where is he now? Like, I thought, okay, this is supposed to be his return. Like, he doesn't have to do much. He can just hang out with Wardlow or FTR. Yeah. Like, that would probably be enough. Yeah. But even then, yeah, he's not hanging out with him. Like, come on, guys. Like, he's probably in catering. Like, surely you just say, hey, can I just go out with F- – I know FTR have kind of got their own storyline at the moment, but can I just, like, go to the ring with them and just so people know we're together? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I feel like we're eventually going to get, like, FTR baiting the claim for the belts, but I think the problem is they've waited too long on FTR, and I think the bloom's a little bit off the rose now. They, they've got their own belts. Like, I think they just need to drop a few of them first, and just, just so you know. Because I, I feel wanted... like... Tony Khan wants to put the belts on him just so they can have all the belts at once. But at the same time, like you kind of want the acclaim to have a decent run as tag champs too. Yeah, and I don't... You kind of stick like, your court between a rock and a hard place as to yeah. what you do. Like, I think FTR beats the acclaim for the belts at Revolution in February or whenever it is. Yeah, I feel like that's a, a long enough run, like from Grand Slam in like August, September to March. Let's say that's what, yeah. maybe six months. You'd be like, okay, that's a decent enough rain. Because we're only a couple of weeks away from all all out, uh, full gear, full gear even. Shit. Yeah, and I guess they're facing Swerve, Swerve in our glory, which will be a good match. And I guess we get the conclusion of what Swerve and Keith Lee are up to. Yeah, I think the the main thing out of that is we get to see 
Keith Lee gets sick of Swerve's bullshit. I think that's the big payoff there. Yeah, but I've also seen a couple of fan theories of saying um, Keith is actually in on what Swerve's doing and he's just playing good guy to throw them off. Yeah, oh, I, I, I would though, actually like, like that. I would like so, that. Give Keith, Keith like a new layer to his character because he's pretty one-dimensional at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if I actually want to see a couple of months of Keith Lee versus Swerve Strickland because like, I just it, I don't think that there's an appropriate like winner and loser for that feud because they're still like relatively fresh to the company. Neither yeah. one of these guys should be losing in a one-on-one feud at this point in time. I think there is a way for them to both have their cake and eat it, though. Like, I'd like to see Keith, you know, get sick of Swerve's shit, but then Swerve being like, Keith, you and me, we work so well together. Don't throw it all away because you want to take the moral high ground. And it's just kind of like, you know, Swerve just, you know, refusing to let up on, like, Keith's trying to go do his own things, but Swerve won't let him. I, I think and, the conclusion is Keith Lee cheats to beat Swerve. And then I think, yeah, eventually, yeah, you'd say, Keith, he cheats to beat Swerve, and Swerve's like, see how good that was? See what you do when you when you truly are limitless? Yeah. And then he's like, you know what, maybe you st- this motherfucker's spitting, you know? <laughs> he just starts thinking, you know, like I'm starting to come away, come around to your way of thinking, and they gradually, you know, come back together, this and then you know they they see, spitting. yeah, and then even at like you know double or nothing next year, they're challenging for the belts again at, as he as heels together. Shit, like that's how I would book it, you know, like just give them a cooling off period where they go their separate ways for a little bit. Maybe Swerve goes on a bit of a losing streak and then he just starts tormenting Keith, like saying, let's get back together. And he just, you know, will not leave him alone and just starts costing him matches and trying to entice him to cheat or helps him to win without him wanting wanting him to. Yeah. And yeah, then you just pick it up and say, we were unstoppable together, but we let little issues like this get in the way. Like, let's both be on the same page this time. Yeah. Even have, like, oh, maybe it might be fresh by then, but have them versus the acclaimed again. And like, Yeah, maybe. I feel like Swerve could go on the mic in a rap battle against the acclaimed. Like, it wouldn't be a corny thing like how they did it with the gun club. Like, it would actually, you know, go off. I, I think the problem is if you put them in a rap battle against each other, Swerve would actually destroy Max Caster. <laughs> They definitely have to like pre-rehearse it and know what the other's <laughs> going to say. Yeah, like yeah. they couldn't just let him go out there balls to the walls, you know. Yeah, if it was a shoot rap battle, if yeah, they, like Swerve would destroy Max. So yeah, and like because of the fact that Max is the baby face, you kind yeah, of have to put him over in the rap battle. But also, Swerve Strickland's a legit artist that's putting shit yeah. out all the time yeah. so he probably shouldn't be losing a rap battle either yeah so you're better off just avoiding it i guess maybe they kind of have a little jarring back and forth but because they're both wrestlers they can just finish with a with a punch on yeah i guess like you just have like someone like maybe someone crosses the line it's like hey he's like cut the music you don't talk shit about that 
or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I will, you know, F you up or something. And then he's like, go and do it, you pussy, and something or other. And you're like, at least they both come out strong and there's no conclusive winner. Yeah. I just want to see Max Caster and Rick Ross in the rap battle. Yeah. That... <laughs> <laughs> but even then, like, you, you're not going to have, like, your celebrity lose because it damages their thingo, but you don't yeah. want Max to lose either. No, but I just want to hear what Max would say to a Rick Ross. I honestly, my still one of my favorite things is when Bo Dallas unofficially beat Flo Rider in a rap battle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, oh, that goes back. That you character, you achievement, like you've unlocked Bo Rider. Fucking Bo Rider. Or Man, shall, shall we say Uncle Howdy? Yeah. Question mark? Question, yeah, it gets a little chain. He puts the bucket hat. He's got the sunnies. You see that thug life filter just slide in from across the thing? Because that was the <laughs> thing at the time. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that oh. was one of my favourite fucking memes from back in the day. Bow Rider. Forgot all about it, but thank you for making me remember. That's great. Uh, he makes us all feel oozy. Oh, man. Uh, Sami Zayn, this generation's Mick Foley. That's what I'm saying right now. Ruthless ter- aggression Mick Foley will say. No, I'm saying, like, fucking 1998 Mankind in the corporation as a heel, aligned with the biggest heels in the company, but is still somehow the most over and sympathetic babyface in the heel group. Yeah. That's what Sami Zayn is nowadays. He's just he's just a big old goofball, isn't he? Yeah, and there's there's definitely like some rock and sock connection vibes with with Roman and Sammy. I hope maybe post their run, like maybe there's like a random triple threat match or like a fatal four way where it's just Roman's not involved in the pinfall, we'll say, but yeah. Someone like, like you remember Backlash 2007 where HBK hits John Cena with a switch in music, he falls back, lands on Randy Orton, but Sean can't break up the pin in time. Yes. Oh, and like such that, a good finish. And, and like, let's just say it's like some version of that where Sami Zayn wins the Universal title like that. Yeah. That's such a Sami Zayn thing to do is just Ugh. win by accident. Like, Roman Reigns hits a Superman punch on Sammy, but Sammy falls onto his opponent. Yeah, but, and I don't know, like, maybe, like, Roman overcommits and just, like, you know, stumbles out of the ring somehow. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, what have I... And, like, it's it was Roman's own fault, and you just have Sammy the most guilty, like, champion ever. Like, he's just sheepishly walking out. He wants to give the title to Heyman, and Heyman's like, don't you give it to me. He's like, okay. Yeah, like Sammy... Like, trying to do what Roman does. Sammy holds up the belt for, like, a second and then sprints out of the arena. Yeah, he's, like... uh, He's looking at Roman going, like... uh, Looks back at him, looks at the belt, looks at him, he's, like... It's just, like, what do I... He's just frozen, like, what do I do? Do And, like, the ref has to, like, pull him up and raise his hand. He's, like, no, don't do that, you'll anger him. Storyline-wise... Sammy beating Roman for the belt would be the most satisfying conclusion to the Roman Reigns title run. Yeah, and even then, if it's just a temporary thing, like maybe Roman comes out, he says, "All right, Sammy, I know you like you're you're our buddy. You you know you didn't earn this belt. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna have a match with you tonight. You're gonna lay down and give it back to me." And Sammy's like, "You just have like he wants to, but he's conflicted." 
and he just yeah, refuses to lay down. And that's where you do the Usos swerve, turn on Roman, and join up with Sammy. Yeah, and just oh, and then and then everything like the entire fucking table now belongs to Sammy. Heyman Mate. is fucking Sammy's mouthpiece. You do all of that. And then all of a sudden you're kind of rebuilding Roman as a sympathetic baby face because he yeah. lost everything to Sammy. To this to that like pasty ass loser essentially is, is yeah, yeah, yeah. It. yeah, it's like it's like that fucking pasty ginger kid that stole your lunch at school. It's, <laughs> it's like, yeah, like the guy like, this should be like I think And the only reason street. he stole it is because he's got a heap of friends behind him. Yeah, I, I'm just picturing, like, 21 Jump Street where Channing Tatum's, like, the guy who's getting bullied and Jonah Hill's the cool guy. And, like, something's yeah. not right here. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is not how it's supposed to go. But, yeah. like, And then you can have, like, just footage of, like, Roman. Like, he has to get changed in, like, the locker room with everyone else. You just seem, like, on a sheep, on a walk-in. And everyone just stares him up and down. He just, like, sits in the corner. Like, everyone just kind of gives him the cold shoulder and just stares right through him. Fucking 21 Oost Street over here. Yeah. I'm, pitch- I'm picturing the fucking episode cover right now. 21 Jonah Hill's Street. Face. <laughs> yeah. Jonah Hill's Sam- face covered by Sammy's. Fucking perfect. Like, yeah, like, I guess, yeah. Sammy is Jonah Hill and Roman is Channing Tatum. 21 yeah. Oost Street. Oh, fuck. Uh, even then, that promo was just fantastic right up until Sammy ruined it in the best way possible. <laughs> just... you, can see, you can see where they were going with it, too, but you can see, like, just how good their promos are when you loosen the shackles a little bit. Yeah. Oh, man, just watching everyone in that ring just lose their shit yeah. when he said Uzi, it was <laughs> the most satisfying thing. He's just not feeling very oozy lately. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Jay's trying to get back on track. And then Roman's like, what, aren't you feeling oozy? Yeah. <laughs> like, Roman starts getting into it, too. It felt like, like, that whole segment felt like an unscripted, like, dark segment or, like, a house show promo or something like that, mm. which I think is a great vibe. Yeah. Like, it felt... It felt like, all right, you said that thing. All right, we'll go with it. Yeah, it felt Instead organ- of- like they generally had like they felt like they had a general like a few key phrases and like a general direction they had to go with. Yeah, but it didn't feel like they had to. Me- it didn't feel like they were just memorizing words off a script somewhere. It is the highlight of SmackDown each week is like seeing which member of the bloodline is going to crack to what stupid thing Sammy's going to say this week. Yeah. This time it was all of them, even Heyman. And even then, like, you see Jay kind of, he tries to put his head down and turn away from the camera, and Roman has to put his arm around and says, no, no, you come in here. And Jay's like, please don't. Yeah. It reminded me of, like, the BTE segments with Brody Lee back in the day. Yeah, like, he, like he how Brody Lee would always make all the Dark Order crack up, and he'd always say, "What are you gonna do? Cry?" That's what they had to like. Literally, that was just their running gag. You say they'd all put their heads down and like they'd say, "What are you? Are you crying?" 
There's no yeah. crime in the dark order. Yeah. Even yeah. I think the best one I think in recent times was when they had a dark order sleepover, and I think John Silver actually made Anna Jay cry. Yeah. <laughs> of laughter. Yeah. yeah. Where he's just he's legit two inches from her face, just going Anna, Anna, and he's like he just keeps going. You just see Anna has to put her mouth, her hand over her mouth, and like she's just frozen. And you could just see her eyes get really glassy. <laughs> yeah, so good. Do you, do you think um, BTE comes back with a late, or do you think maybe that they're just like, oh fuck it, we're done? I no, BTE is essentially what started the company. Like they they will bring it back. Maybe they'll go. They'll just really tone it down, but I think they will bring it back. Yeah, maybe because that's essentially Brandon Cutler's character, whole character. <laughs> yeah. True, true. They're not going to, yeah, and, like, Brandon's their, like, their closest friend. They're not just going to... It's basically his entire job. Is, yeah, just putting together the BTE thing. And it it's the perfect excuse for him to get involved in matches. And he's... Oh, peak Brandon Cutler was actually so fun as well, like, when he first started having that gimmick. Yeah. I think that him, with him versus the, the Dark Order... coming back, probably as baby faces... Is there a need for that, Brandon Cutler? Maybe not. But I would love to see him join up with Hangman, though. Like, like Fuck, ironic. Remember him? Shit. To be fair, he is concussed, so we're giving. Oh, is he? Oh, that's right. He got fucking owned Decked by Moxley. Yeah. Shit. Forgot about that. So there's a little bit of a redemption thing. Maybe the elite, you know, kick out Brandon or they do like a, he gets a super kick party and you can just see Hangman and the Dark Order feeling bad for him. So they bring him in as one of them. Yeah. And then like Brandon Cut, it becomes, you know, BTE or BTC, like being the cowboy or whatever. <laughs> and it's just Brandon annoying like Hangman all the time. Like Brandon, like... You could just say, like, Hangman only did it because he felt sorry for him, but he's, like, too nice of a person to tell Brandon to fuck off. They could, like, sort of do a modern version of what they used to do with Flip and Marty. Yeah. When Marty and Flip take Japan or whatever the segment was. Yeah. They can just do that sort of a vibe with Hangman and, and Brandon. Yeah. And, then, like, if Colt's back, you know, the Dark Order's getting back together... I feel like they can just maybe have a segment where Hangman says, thanks for everything, guys, but I think we need to go. I need I need some time to myself. And that's where, you know, it's it's almost like Brandon and Hangman can be Shrek and Donkey. Like that, that kind of dynamic when you think about it. Yeah. You've got, like, the brooding main guy who just, you know, is on a big quest and, like, that the annoying guy who just so happens to be there. Like for, yeah. Ah, oh, that. Yeah, and then like it eventually gives him a reason to you know to, you know, cross paths with the elite as well. Yeah. Like, uh, I, but again, if they're all faces though too, it's uh, it's a tricky. Like the elite probably need to be heels if they're going to kick it Brandon out. Yeah. But you know, they come back as faces, but then they don't need Brandon. And, and then, so then you have to just have him sit at home. And then, like, 
yeah, it's because they've already done Hangman ver- and the and the Dark Order versus the Elite, so you kind of need to give it a new twist. Yeah. Well, is the new twist Hangman just being a part of it? Yeah. It's yeah, exactly. Like, I guess that's one of the positives we don't know. Yeah. Because yeah, like we keep saying, like too many of their angles are just predictable. Or it, are we due for a fucking complete flip the script on everything and have Hangman be the heel and the Elite be the faces? Yeah. Because we don't, we don't know hang- what a heel Hangman's like yet. Yeah, I'm, I don't know how you make Hangman a heel. How do you get people to boo Hangman, though? I mean... Oh, it doesn't age well now, but... He was getting booed out of the building every time he had anything to do with Punk. Yeah, and they're not going to... He was basically the heel in that feud. Yeah, but now the tie... Yeah, like you said, it doesn't age well. No. And you realise that Hangman was like a little immature, sure, but he was probably in the right. Yeah, but like... He was right, but he was wrong with how he went about it. It proves that... He is capable of getting a building the bullet. I, I think the best way to see him become a heel is have him turn on the Dark Order. Like, maybe he has a return match. You know, he gets that return babyface pop. The next week, he's doing an interview with Tony Schiavone. And the Dark Order throw him this big, extravagant welcome back party and say, so we're a week late. We got our dates. He did some R-Truth shit. We got our dates mixed up. And you just have John Silver just be constantly, you know, in Hangman's face and him having to go like, oh, you know, like you guys actually weren't there. You didn't come visit me in hospital once. You yeah. got, you're more than happy to have Colt back and, you know, you didn't like check up on me once. And but he says, but I'm going to forgive all of that. Like, you know, the, the crowd cheers. I have a big hug. And, you know, Hangman just says, enjoy this moment. He steps out of the ring. He's on the apron, right? And they're all, you know, celebrating and just maybe John Silver just so happens to turn around and buckshot. That's one way of turning him heel. That would get a big reaction. Like, I think everyone if, would just go if John Silver, If Johnny Hungy was still a factor on television. I feel like you could just bring him back, though, and, like, and everyone would be like, okay, you give, like, give it enough time to breathe. That, okay, John Silver and the Dark Order are here. Yes, let's just soak it up for a minute. And he's still beloved enough where people are just going to go, we'll just go silent. Another logical way to turn Hangman heel would be after Full Gear, MJF's the new champ, Mox comes out, cuts a promo, and he gets sneak attacked and fucking just completely destroyed by Hangman. And then in the and then Mox goes on his fucking vacation that he should have had for the past six weeks. Yeah. And then you have Hangman be like, Yeah, of course I did that to Mox. See what he did to me? He dropped me on my fucking head. I would like to see to tweak that slightly. You could tweak right it. As Mox, yeah. Right as Mox finishes his promo. It's like he's got the camera, you know, really close to his face. You can't see left to right of him. Let's just say, hang. Let's say he opens the show. Yeah. Hangman just so happens to be under the ring, sneaks up. He's on the apron. 
right as Mox is done, he turns around, buck shot. Hangman yeah. does the little V trigger, you know, bang. So like, you know, hints at the elite as well. And then Hangman just walks off and then it's like it's announced next week, Hangman versus Mox two at winter is coming. And just yeah. don't even don't even start the match. Just while Mox is walking to the ring, it's just another buckshot somehow, another dead eye. And then he just rolls Mox in, pins him and walks off. Yeah. And then, like, you just don't have him talk, like, because he doesn't need to cut a long-ass promo about why he did it. Like, we all know why he did it. Like, he doesn't need yeah. to explain it. Just have people boo him and just, like, he's just com- completely oblivious. Then the following week, you can do what I was saying. Just have the Dark Order throw him and quotation marks intervention. Then you can have Hangman talk it out and talk about his feelings. And then, oh, like, after... it all works together, mate. Yeah, we've just written a banger of a storyline here. Yeah, and then you can feel like they all have a big group hug. Hangman, though, he walks out of the ring. The Dark Order is still, you know, cheering. Johnny Hungy just so happens to turn yeah. around and bang, bark shot. Yeah, there you go. My idea is what yeah. turns him heel. Yeah. Your idea is what solidifies him as a heel. You think like okay, we we know Hangman's conflicted. We understand why you did it, but like you don't have you've gone down a dark road before. You don't have to do it again. Yeah. He's like you're you're right, guys. Like I've always had you guys to pick me up whenever I fall down, and you know, you guys have always been there for me, and like and we always will. And you're like, oh, it just uh, hook that up to my veins. Yeah. I love it. I I want to see if Hangman can pull off being a heel. But that's how I would make him heal, like, because you can't just have him come out and start being an arsehole because no one's going to take him seriously. Like, we know you're a genuinely sweet sort of person. Like, he needs, well, he needs he's to an be anxious conflict. millennial cowboy. The anxiety got the best of him. Yeah, and he needs to, but he, you need to understand why he's a heel, though. You can't just have him yeah. be a heel because he feels like it. Yeah. You're like, we understand why you're doing this, Hangman, but we really don't think he should be. And like he's yeah. like he succumbed to his demons once again. Yeah, he's pushed away everyone that likes him and everyone that's tried to help, and he's just going to be a, a, a sad, brooding cowboy. Yeah, and perhaps yeah, ultimately you go like a year or so of him like that, and ultimately what turns him face again and what gets him to be the hangman again is the elite. Yeah, just you finally yeah. get that. Like at, at full thing. gear, you know, the following year, I would say, is when you bring, yeah. like, you can tease, you can start the feud at All Out and then, you know, culminate at full gear. Yeah. Is how I would do it. And yeah. how you, how we would do it. Yeah. Oh, man. That was fucking great. That was just <laughs> I, I want to say it. Yeah, because <laughs> now we're going to get disappointed when he does something else. Yeah, because he's just going to come back and be like, oh, Jay Lethal, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to be like, oh, I don't want to see that. <laughs> but like, even oh, then... fucking Hangman like, versus the Andrade family. Even in the build-up to All Out, you can just have... That's when, you know, the Elite randomly kicked out Brandon Cutler beforehand and he's just tagged along with Hangman. And yeah. that's when we get our Sammy and... Our AEW's equivalent of Sammy and Roman. Oh, shit, yeah. And then that's what kind of, you know, brings him back into the Elite's fold. Yeah. Uh, oh, like, man. Uh, but you just have, like, all these feuds are just about people trying to help him and bring him back. He's like, I don't need your help. I'll, you know, I'm quite happy with who I am as now and blah, blah, blah. 
So, and yeah. so, so like, what else are you looking forward to in wrestling at the moment? Is there uh, like a, a certain thing that that is clearly going to happen? It doesn't have to outright be said it's going to happen, but you're looking forward to seeing it happen. Like, like MJF's title win. That's fucking blatantly going to happen. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, what else would I say in wrestling in general? Uh, the Royal Rumble. We're not far away from that. It's fucking Rumble season, baby. If Cody wins it, oh. I mean, we're going to get the first Triple H produced Royal Rumble, so I'm keen to see how that goes. It'll be interesting to see because Triple H is sort of known as the guy with the eye for the future. Mm. Will this be the end of like the legends showing up in the Rumble? I still and w- think we'll get. Could this be like, oh fuck, for one night only, we're going to get so and so from fucking Japan coming over instead? I think we'll like, probably get like, like a the short Mickey Walt James Man. deal last year. I think for the men's one, we'll probably. I I think Sean Waltman is a or X Puck is probably a safe bet. That'd be if good. I had to bet, if I had to bet on any legend appearing in the Royal Rumble, I would put money on him. He's still somewhat in shape. He's close with Triple H. He can still go. He won't overstay his welcome. Uh, I'm putting money on Chris Masters. Yeah, that could I'm be. I'm thinking a... of like former names that can still actually go. That could turn up. Yeah, I could I could see I feel like he's already had his renaissance run back in oh nine. Mr. Ken what about Mr. Kennedy? Fuck, I would love to see that. I just I don't know if that'll ever happen. I think he's just too out of shape now too. Um yeah. I don't know if he's retired. Yeah, I think he has been retired for a couple of years, although I do know that he runs a school still. He runs yeah. a wrestling school. But He'd be in somewhat decent shape, but yeah, not enough, not you know, uh, TV shape. Come on, yeah, because all coaches are in in playing shape, mate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who else? Uh, I guess maybe you could always go for like like a classic Bubba or Devon, but that's been done before. Yeah. I don't know, like who else? You maybe Tommy Dreamer. Uh, like he's got those allegations, or I oh know, no, not, not allegations. He didn't have allegations. All he did was say that he he sided with Ric Flair, and he got over more cancelled over over said allegations. Yeah, and That's, Tommy yeah. Dreamer got more cancelled than Ric Flair did. It's because Ric Flair's Ric Flair, and Tommy, like you're old, like he was just old, and he didn't really, yeah. Yeah, and no one expected that from Tommy. Yeah, people like, expected yeah. it from Ric Flair. Yeah, but I, I still think it's bullshit of... that Tommy got cancelled because of that. I feel like you could probably bring him back now, though, and no one's going to care. Nah, I, th- I think he's recently been on Impact, so but who yeah. hasn't? <laughs> yeah, I think like a Matt Cardona of... showing up, like a Zack Ryder return at the Rumble. Wouldn't yeah. be the worst. But and he has to come out to the woo 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 at the start. Yeah, yeah. 
And even if it's just like he's going to do it for a one-off and then go back to the indies. I think, you know, what they have to do is have Cody. He doesn't have to win, but he has to be like, let's just have Cody and a handful of other dudes in the ring. Cody's the only person on his feet. He's staring down the ramp. It's like, who's number 30 going to be? You've got Cody in Come on, get down here. Let's go. And then you hear that woo, woo, woo part. And then at number 30, it's Zack Ryder. Oh, fuck. I would, that would be, be just, that. I would just be jizzing everywhere. Yeah, and then you just kind of, you kind of just have him and Cody stare each other down for a little bit, and then they go like, "Should we team up?" And they're like, "Go!" They kind of shake hands, they have a hug. Then you've got oh. Zach Ryder goes to like quickly do the double turn, but Cody's too smart, hits him with the crossroads, oh, and you know, stop it. oh, yeah. I'm almost there, baby. They oh. don't have to. He doesn't have to eliminate him straight away, but I think I think that would probably be best. Oh. Keep going, baby. I'm almost there. Oh, <laughs> I, I feel like no, you have to let you have to let um Zachy hit the like go through the greatest hits. Like, you know. Yeah. He eats a crossroads. We don't see him for a little bit. He has another power up where, you know, he come like maybe they all've got a team like it's all the guys in the ring have to team up to get rid of the big guy. You let Zach Ryder hit, you know, a couple of his moves, he eliminates the big guy, and then, you know, you have Cody eliminate him. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need a smoke now. Oh. I'm just I'm just that Randy Marsh meme. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting in front of my computer right now. Yeah. Oh, talking about Cody and Zack Ryder dominating a rumble match. Oh, that yeah. just speaks to my soul, mate. Like, like think the two thousand and four Royal Rumble that was won by no one. Yeah. Where you know, all the baby, all the guys in the ring had to team up to eliminate the big show, but he just kept picking them off one by one until, yeah. you know, finally, it, you know, no one was able to overcome him. Yeah. So who will it be in your mind? Is it Omos or is it Strowman? I think they've done Strowman before, but I mean, they could probably do him again because I mean, you could probably do Strowman well, he's again. Got, he's got bright red pants now. It's a whole new Strowman. <laughs> I, yeah, I think you could have Strowman enter from like an early sort of time. Let's have him enter around, you know, number twenty or something, like so he doesn't overstay his welcome. You don't get sick of his shit too early. Yeah. And yeah, you just have people like he eliminates a handful of people throughout, and just yeah, eventually everyone has to team up to eliminate him. Yeah. And yeah, then after that, you know, you have I know Zach's just prancing around the ring doing the little woo woo fist pump, and as he's like getting. Right as he's about to, you know, get close to the ropes, Cody just, you know, gives him that little nudge and he's over. Yeah. I think that's the perfect way to do it. You know, they have a little stare down and, like, then, yeah, that, that's probably enough. Yeah, that's perfect. <sighs> oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably a good place. I think that's probably a good time to finish now, too. No pun intended. Oh, oh. Please call me. Please call me back. Jesus, it's like uh, we'll talk. I've got I'm, I'm busy next week. Where are you going? I got. Stuff Why are you throwing do. change at me? Uh, yeah, go home. I'm gonna I'm going to sleep. Shit. Hang on. <laughs> Who, who's this? Who's this security guard? What's he doing here? Yeah, uh, it's time to go. Ah, uh, fuck. I know that was a. That's been a productive enough episode. 
couldn't even get an Uber XL. Come on. Ah, bro, get in the cardboard box. I'm Uber package, right? I'm going to save some money. <laughs> Standard yeah, it's a heavy Australia package. Post. Drop it off at wherever it is. Yeah. Uh, fucking hell. Oh, shit. Well, until next time, <laughs> I've been at Fruities Alex. Find me on Twitter. I've been uh, Corey Gold. Don't find me on Twitter. Fuck. We've been at Sid underscore pod on Twitter. Check us out there. And yeah. Oh, did you block my number or something? I've been hey. trying to call you. I've been trying to call you, man. Oh, man. I don't know. You just probably called the wrong number. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> Until next time. Everyone is different. Everyone is good. That's Tokyo Cyber Squad. Yes, sir.